baseball. No crying. And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my Set God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. This is Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. Tuesday, September 26th, our second to last regular season episode of the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You might be thinking, why should I do that? The season's almost over. We will have you covered during the playoffs. We will have Payoff Pitch throughout the MLB postseason. I said this yesterday. If you didn't tune in, I kind of get it. There's only four games. There's 16 games today. And there's no football crossover, so maybe you do want to bet baseball today. But the point being is the plan, and this is very uh, fluid, but bear with me. We're basically going to have a pod every day there's a playoff game during the playoffs in October. So we're going to keep very busy. Our written content side, DeBundo, Tanner McGrath here, they uh, contribute on that front. Our other analysts that you've heard throughout the course of the year, written, audio, video, we're going to get you covered all October. So stay tuned for more details. Uh, like I said, rate, review, and subscribe uh, wherever you listen to Payoff Pitch. Also, if you're watching on the Action Network YouTube channel, please subscribe to our channel if you like watching the show there. And uh, give us a like on the video if you enjoy uh, the show. So that's the housekeeping. 16-game slate today, fellas. Uh, doubleheader between the Rockies and the Dodgers. Got to get all these games in. Got a week to go to squeeze these games in. I'm sure it's annoying for a team like the Dodgers who are like, Trying to rest guys, get our rotation right. Our, the rotation is, of course, in shambles. Uh, we've documented that throughout the course of the year. So trying to get arms uh, situated. But then again, they can probably just call someone up from AAA and get it figured out. So they play a doubleheader with the Rockies. Sweating win totals, RIP Phillies. Debundo, that is my way to set you up uh, to go first for a best bet. Yeah, we'll get to the Phillies a little bit later, but my best bet is going to be the Red Sox Rays under 8.5, minus 115 at BetMGM. And this is all about the weather. You know, the, the drastic change in the run environment in the last week. We, we skipped fall, it appears. We went right from summer days to 50s and rainy on the East Coast here. I guess that's kind of fall. but That always happens, though, I feel like. Yeah, this is the, you know, and it's all been rain for the last five days as the tropical storm moves, you know, up the coast through through Nova Scotia. We're left with northeasterly winds, which at Fenway Park means blowing straight in pretty hard uh, 10 to 15 miles an hour drastically changes the run environment there. Look, Boston has played right up there with Coors and Great American Ballpark this year from a hitter friendly perspective. Uh, but with that wind blowing in pretty hard from from center, uh, it's going to make a run scoring environment pretty difficult tonight. And uh, I expect uh, Zach Eflin to continue to dominate. He's been he's been perennially underrated by the market. His xERA is you know below his ERA, which is already pretty good, uh, which is an indicator of just how dominant he's been. Doesn't give away any free passes. And I think one interesting thing you've seen with the Red Sox is they have you know tried to make some changes to improve the defense. Some of the younger guys they're playing have been better defensively. So, you know, their season-long metrics are really terrible from a defensive perspective, worst defense in baseball. But uh, they've tried to improve that with, with some of the young guys here. So uh, I'm a believer in that. And Zach Eflin, career high, strikeout minus walk rate, continues to dominate. Uh, I continue to bet on him. So under eight and a half for me there. 
what has the that did that open that opened at eight and a half, right? So it's down to eight. Would you play it at eight? What's the juice on the eight? Uh, under minus one hundred five. Yeah, that's okay for me. Just I reading, play it, I would not play it past that. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of you. I saw most of you last night when the football games were ending. That you were hopping in the app, taking advantage of some lines that you liked. Uh, there are there is still a couple eight and a halves out there uh, as yeah. we record this. So. I do. I mean, it's not as a key number like a nine or a seven. Sure. But, uh, I do like the the hook if you can grab it on the eight and a half there. Speaking of advantages, I saw this last night in the app. Everyone and their best friend from Action Network was betting the Marlins last night, and so did Tanner, which perfectly segues because Tanner has just been he's just a Marlins guy. Why do you like the fish tonight, Tanner? Before I get to that, I will say a lot of um, suppressed run environments today for Weather Watcher. Anthony DeMundo. Um, he really, you know what? He could have used like a green screen in the background. Yeah, as he was, yeah we should get one. I but was ready, um, I was I, ready I, for his hands to start like pointing to the the cold fronts and the all the front all the fronts coming in. I, I am a train spotter with the National Weather Service. I, it's one of my favorite flexes. I took a course online uh, and used to have a snowboard and a rain gauge that I used to like track all the weather stuff and then send the reports into the National Weather Service. So, uh, are you serious? I'm dead serious. So now you're the weatherman. <laughs> That is and, that's pretty and cool. Him, uh, yeah, and and uh, I used to run a Twitter account back in back in high school where I would predict uh, two hour delay, you know, snow days, and even got to the point where all the teachers and even the superintendent of our high school were following it. So it was a, it was a pretty fun time back in the day. I don't I don't do weather as much as I used to, but uh, one of my one of my side hobbies. Well, you do when you go to the Phillies games, right? Right. Oh, look, it, it, you know, you never know when skills will come into play. Um, <laughs> I used to do, you know, our our school TV. I used to do like the weather forecasts. Uh, with the green screen behind me. So, uh, you know, in a past, in a different world where I enjoyed it more and was better at science, I might've become a meteorologist, but uh, instead I became a sports writer for the Action Network. The Mike Trout of uh, yeah. gambling. Something world. about, you know, this area, man. If you're, if you're looking at other, at, at other um, suppressed run environments, today, uh, Anthony, I know you'll talk about a few of these, but Baltimore, Philly, Seattle, a lot of weather today um i am not taking any of those for my best bet because i am going with my miami marlins my fish on the money line i believe they're minus 130 ish is what i'm looking for and yes if you follow me on twitter you know at tanner's truth that i am the biggest miami marlins backer alive and the reason why i'm on them today is that despite the fact that they lost their ability to hit southpaws for a minute in the middle of the season there that seems to have come back um, top 10 WRC plus against Southpaws in September, uh, third best over the past two weeks. They were really, they've been good across the full season against left-handed pitching. And that seems to be really good right now. The Mets, meanwhile, average ish numbers against the side slowed down a bit more over the past few weeks, uh, just 86 WRC plus since September 12th. So in a battle between two left-handed starting pitchers, it's pretty hard not to take my fish here, as I said about minus 130 on the money line. And if you look at the starting pitchers, we've got Joey Lucchese for the New York Mets, our man, with a 2.8 ERA and a 5.5 expected ERA on the back of a 9% walk rate and a lame duck batted ball profile. Um, the Stuff Plus metrics hate him, 76 overall. Um, maybe that's because he throws a lot of changeups or the, or the churve, as they like to call it. But his sinker, which is his main fastball and uh, highest usage pitch is only like 78 stuff plus, And that's pretty bad. And that's especially bad giving the fish actually boasts the fourth highest team OPS against Southpaw sinkers this season, 858. 
And a lot of this is small sample size stuff, but remember, he's still fresh off Tommy John. He had Tommy John, what, uh, last year, two years ago? Meanwhile, the Fish are starting Braxton Garrett. Um, Brax having a weird year, some up and down, um, but he's coming off a pretty good four-start stretch here. Two earned run over his past 22 innings pitch against the Nats, the Dodgers, the Brewers, these Mets. Um, 19 strikeouts and 21 innings pitch, 101 stuff plus, and a 125 stuff plus on on the slider during that time. And that's good. Cause that's mainly, it's really his main whiff pitch. Um, it's what drove his like insane mid season strikeout run. Well, that it was, it was an increase in his sinker slidage usage overall combined with like a better arm slot release point all came together for a brief moment in time this year, but I, he looks good again right now. And I'll take that for one game here in late September. And while the numbers have been murky, I'm still powering the fish bullpen above the Mets because I still think the Mets bullpen is a joke. And I like the pieces that Miami has. Tanner Scott, Andrew Nardi, AJ Pook, um, David Robertson, all rested too after a Monday off day. I think the Fish have all the advantages here, starting pitching, offensive, bullpen, and motivational, given their one game out of the third wildcard spot in the National League wildcard race. I like the Miami Marlins today on the money line. So they've got to they've got to win out pretty much here, right? Down the stretch, the Marlins. Well, there was in a game. There, yeah, the one game out. Schedule. Anything can happen. It's chaos in the National League wildcard race. Wild. Yep. I mean, Reds are probably done. Yes. Uh, they would need a lot of help. Um, they would need to, they have to win out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they could, but six games in a row is hard to pull off. I think uh, I agree. If you, if you just go on the night before and wait for these openers, uh, as we get into football season, this is something Zerillo and I have talked about. Uh, you're seeing the, the bookmakers getting a little bit lazier, not tight, not as tight with their lines. Uh, and you can find some pretty off lines and the Marlins, Opened at one book, minus 114 F5. I took that. We know what Joey Lucchese is as a starter at this point. I know he had Tommy John, but before that, he was basically like out of the majors. Uh, couldn't find a job, was stuck in AAA, and he's kind of just a languishing AAA veteran. He doesn't have great stuff or great command. So what is he? Not much. So I, I agree with Tanner on the fish. That is weather game too, Tanner. Uh, we're in New York, which means 15 mile an hour winds blowing straight in at, at, uh, City Field as well. And uh, cold conditions, 60 degrees. Uh, I'm rooting for the, I have a fish to miss the playoffs ticket that I'm actually hoping to get in here, but I'm rooting for all of these teams to keep winning to help my fills uh, in the wildcard series. So it should be a fun race. Cubs diamondbacks tied with one another Marlins a game back. I think the Marlins have the breaker with the Cubs, but not the D backs. So that will be interesting. It might be both. Like, they have both. Just, I, I, I not a hundred percent sure, but I'll double check on that. Payoff pitch is presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yesterday, neither of you were on, but BJ and Zarillo were here, and we discussed. There was only four games, so we the game we picked to really discuss and pick apart was Houston, Seattle, with Verland, Verlander and Castillo on the mound. Astros had a half game lead going in. Both of them agreed it was really a must win for Houston because of Seattle's edge in the season series, eight two going in. Astros win last night, five one. Verlander was good. They got to Castillo early. So that sets up a really fascinating game uh, today between the same two teams vying for 
the final wild card spot in the American League. We've got Christian Javier on the mound tonight, George Kirby for the Mariners. The Astros to Bundo are underdogs, short dog at plus 105 at BetMGM. And now the money has swayed in on Houston, 68% of the bets, 79% of the cash, according to the action app. What's your angle on this game? Does Houston continue to uh, play well after last night or to Seattle? They've had their number all year, bigger sample size. What do you think? The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? Uh, this game, by the way, is on TBS tonight, national TV game tonight. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to watch it later tonight. I think Christian Javier might be back. I don't want to say that too soon or too loudly because I'll mush him, but the strikeout rate is trending up in a big way. And I think that's the big key for him. And, you know, we've discussed Javier ad nauseum. We have all bet him to win the Cy Young and he's, he stuck up the joint for the first half of the season. His rolling K per nine. If you look at just 10 game rolling K per nine, it got as low as 6.4. That is really bad, really bad stuff. That was late July for somebody who was striking out, you know, well over 11 per nine last year and was pitching like a reliever for five innings. Uh, now his rolling K rate is back, back up to 10 again. And so he's had consistency. Uh, the, the Houston team always believed it was mechanical and not injury related, which is why he was struggling. They, they thought that there was something wrong with the mechanics that they could sort out that would kind of uh, eventually figure it out. And, and, and they seem to have done that eight strikeouts against the Yankees, five against the Padres in four innings six against the Royals in five innings and his last outing, probably his best of the season, 11 strikeouts, two walks, one earned run and in five innings against the Orioles. So I think you're seeing that the stuff plus has trended up a little bit, but more, more importantly, the whiff rates and the K rates are way up. So uh, whatever it is with the mechanical issue, I think it makes him undervalued. I think it makes the Astros undervalued. So I took some under eight. Uh, I would play it at seven and a half, one minus one Oh five or less. Uh, I think that, uh, with the weather, you know, this total is too bad, too high. And I think you're going to see, this is essentially a playoff game. Um, so you're going to see service and Baker manage it like so, very short leashes. Uh, and as a result, you're not going to see, you know, Javier get a third time through the order potentially, unless he's pitching really, really dominant. Uh, and the same goes true for George Kirby. We know what Kirby has struggled the third time through the order, as he said so himself. Uh, so you're going to turn over to some pretty good bullpens as well. So I think it's just a very high run suppression environment. Uh, happy to see the Astros get that win last night against yep. uh, Luis overrated Castillo. But now uh, the Astros go for it again. I took some plus 120 just before we hopped on here. I know somebody else bet it, moved the market. So it has come down a little bit, but I'm good with it down to plus 110, which I think there will be buyback on the Mariners uh, throughout the day. So if you want to wait, um, there usually is buyback on certain person's bets. So I would look toward the Astros, but need plus 110 or better. And I also bet the under. So that, that's my underdog and my fade the public play of the day. All wrapped into one. Yeah. And by the way, yesterday it was BJ and Charlie. Zerillo wasn't here. But Charlie brought this up when they both gave out Houston. I think everybody was on Houston yesterday, at least from the company. Um, one thing Charlie brought up, and you just hit on it, that the Astros going into the series had a really uh, substantial bullpen advantage. And the fact that they only had to use Abreu last night for an inning. 11 pitches, Verlander really carried them. So for a second straight night, they're going to have a rested bullpen. And Seattle didn't really have to unload much uh, in terms of their arms last night. But that's something to note, too. Even though the public's on Houston, Tanner, they've got a rested pen. Uh, do you have an angle going against Houston? What do you think? I mean, every time that Javier has taken the mound this season, I've basically just looked at the other side. 
Yeah. So I do, I, I, I still lean Seattle here, but here's the problem. I mean, uh, Anthony is right. I, I don't want to say Javier is back, but he looked so much better in that start against Baltimore. I watched that. I mean, he had 11 strikeouts over what, like five innings. He looked a lot. He, he looked just better. He looked more comfortable. His, he was generating those old lifts that he used to. He wasn't getting barreled up consistently and constantly. And the Houston offense is just crushing um, the ball right now. They're crushing both sides. I'm not going to play either side. I think I can't really find value anywhere, but um, yeah, I would look Seattle if I had to. If I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here, this idea just popped into my head, but, uh, and I don't have the odds board up, but we were talking off air about the, the American league and how the top two teams, the Orioles and the Rangers really don't have pitching depth. Look, I love Cobb Radish. I love Grayson Rodriguez, two rookies who are, you know, at the end of really long seasons for them who don't have a ton of experience and any experience at the playoffs. Uh, and then the rest of the rotation is kind of mediocre. The bullpen depth is shaky at best. The Rangers have like Jordan Montgomery and John Gray are carrying the rotation right now. The Scherzer is not to be expected to do much here in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might be the time to buy Astros futures. If Javier's really back, we know their bullpen can perform. We know they have the experience, but we also know that with Verlander, Javier and Valdez, they are going to be a probably the deepest pitching them in Minnesota, the two deepest pitching stabs in the in the American League playoffs. They're going to play each other potentially in the first round. I, I, and then the winner would get Texas. So, you know, I think if you wanted to buy Astros futures, now might be the best time to do it because everybody's doing this. Well, you know, you can't just limp into the playoffs because they just got swept by the Royals. I think they lost a series to the A's. They lost two series to the Royals. If I'm not, I don't even know the numbers off my head, off the head, but there is 0.0 correlation between September performance and October performance in baseball playoffs. And I'm going to say that like eight times on this pod in the next two weeks, but uh, we have consistently seen teams limp into the playoffs and then just randomly get hot out of nowhere because of variance and just how baseball is. Um, For example, last season, the Dodgers and the Braves destroyed in September, the Padres and the Phillies kind of struggled and were under 500 in September. Who who played the National League Championship? It was the Phillies and the Padres. So, uh, you know, the Astros are the team with, you know, their pitching might be just rounding into form at the perfect time, even though uh, they are certainly a threat to miss the playoffs if they lose tonight. Yeah, and they still have the lineup to compete with every other American League lineup. It's not like we you know, I know we talk so much about how good, how hard hitting the Rangers are and how um, deep and um, patient the Orioles are. The Astros have every bit that good of a lineup and every bit the star power from Jordan Alvarez to Chaz McCormick to everyone down that lineup. Kyle Tucker, I mean. So yeah, I agree. Astros futures. Astros. They are still the fifth favorite, which is uh, not as good as I thought they'd be, to be honest. Braves, Dodgers, Orioles, Rangers, then Astros, Rays, Phillies. So interesting. And to win the pennant, Orioles took it at Bet MGM, Orioles plus 280, Rangers plus 375, and the Astros and Rays are both at plus 500 to win the American League. I I see myself putting a wager on the Astros to win the American League uh, by the end of the day, but we'll see. Okay. Check the app. Follow DeBundo in the app if he does go that direction. Okay. Uh, so Debundo already gave out the Astros. That's his underdog play today as well. Um, and you got a good number, Debundo. And I know so I noticed that in the app. You got him at plus one twenty four, which is good. 
it'll get bought back. So I think you'll be able to get closer to plus 120 by the time we get toward game time in the next couple hours if there's if there's buyback, which I do expect. Tanner, an underdog for you on this 16-game slate, which jumps out. Where's my dog? The Miami Marlins, the Fish, do in fact have the tiebreak over both the Cubs and the Diamondbacks. So what does that mean? It means the Cubs need to fend off the Fish. I expect they do tonight. I think this is an easy one, taking them plus 115 on the money line against Bryce Elder and the Atlanta Braves. And the reason why I'm taking this is because give me Justin Steele over Bryce Elder. I don't think I even have to dive that deep into this one. Elder was the biggest fade candidate during the first half of the season. All that regression and more has come. He has a 5.4 ERA since the start of July. And look, yes, Steele has flailed out of this NL Cy Young race. Thank goodness. But two bad starts shouldn't knock him that much in our you know power ratings. And he and I think what's important about this matchup is that he puts the Braves in their worst split relatively. I mean, you know, the Braves crush both sides. But over the past month, they're about 10% worse against Southpaws than against right-handed pitching. And they're below average against Southpaws over the past few weeks or so. I am worried about the Cubs offense, which has seen major regression from their midseason super hot streak. But I'll take my shot fading Elder and backing Steele at pretty much any plus money odds. Um, I'd also give the bullpen advantage to Chicago here. The Braves, crazy enough, have the highest bullpen FIP of any team in September. Um, And, you know, it's kind of weird. I never really thought the back half of that um, bullpen was any good. And now it kind of seems like they're finally seeing some of that poor performance that I expected for so long. Anyways, the Cubs have been fine in the later part of the games. And of course, I think the Cubs have the motivational advantage. Again, Atlanta just won its hundredth game. The Cubs are trying to hold off the fish in the National League wildcard race and need to do so because they don't have the tie break. I'm fine fading the Braves considering all of that, even though I told myself I'd stop fading the Braves a month ago, but give me the Cubs plus 115. Is there any chance the Braves start sitting guys too? Is that, they have they have to win three more the magic number is three so they need three dodgers losses plus braves wins <clears throat> to clinch the one seed which they will certainly be playing for i think the magic number is two over the orioles in the american league so uh they will do that at some point this week they will get their results um and they will be the one seed but i i don't i don't see a ton of resting the braves are you know they'll, they'll maybe they'll pull some guys but not until they've clinched the top seed so i do expect a full lineup uh but the Braves another team you know Charlie Morton goes to the injured list he's not going to pitch in the first round of the playoffs for them which means Bryce Elder is going to start a playoff game I think uh that also means you know Max Fried's on the injured list and he's got a blister issue they think he'll be back for the NLDS but even the Braves with their bullpen and and this rotation now like as good as their lineup is historically good uh they could you know I don't think anybody's infallible this year stay tuned and yes, the Dodgers, meanwhile, they're playing the Rockies uh, this weekend or this uh, this week. Yeah, they got to go to Coors, right? Yep. So that's a fun not place to play. Yeah, not get a bad the spot. Bat, get the bats hot before they uh, get to the playoffs. Got to get hot before the playoffs. Okay, Debundo, we spent time on the Marlins already. You do have a play on the Phillies, who are one win away from, but they can, they can win one more game. Is that what it is, to get to 88? So folks that need them to go... If you have the 89 and a half under, you've only got two more wins to work with. And I have a one more for the road. Yep. And uh, I do expect the Phillies to clinch the playoff spot tonight for the second straight year. I've got the champagne ready. 
uh, we we uh, host the Pirates. And again, the weather is a big factor. No, Aaron Nola, Mitch Keller, we've discussed uh, Aaron Nola ad nauseum on this show, and now he's been worse this year. But one of the biggest things has been the home run issue. And he's allowed as many home runs as any pitcher uh, in the National League this year. So he's up there with, with some of the worst guys. And that is a red flag, but it's less of a red flag in this environment where the temperature is going to be 59 degrees and the wind is going to be blowing in 15 miles an hour from right center. So uh, that that dramatically reduces the run environment. And then there's one other thing, with which is how the Phillies have been managing NOLA. They've had bullpen action in the fourth and the fifth inning in his last two starts. I think you're starting to see that the Phillies are going to shorten the leash on NOLA. And one of the biggest problems have, for him has been, uh, you know, fifth, sixth inning tax, giving up a bunch of extra runs. I think they're preparing for a potential playoff situation next week where he's going to start game two and they may pull him in the fourth or fifth inning mm -hmm. uh, after he's become more of a five and dive type pitcher because they don't trust him. So the bullpen's rested. They have a ton of depth Pittsburgh. I know Mitch Keller's stuff has been down and that is a concern here. Uh, but I still think this hole is too high at seven and a half. So under seven and a half minus half minus one fifteen is fine. It has taken some money open one Oh five. I was, as I was trying to bet it, it kept moving. Uh, and I do think you're going to see that close closer to seven. So uh, I like seven and a half under necking. Okay. That's it. Thanks everybody for tuning in as always payoff pitches. Got one more episode, one more regular season episode. That is on Friday before we hit the weekend and then get set for playoff payoff pitch starting next week, hopefully by Friday, more to come on details it's going to be tough, though, because we, we need to get a schedule and we need to know who's playing when and who's playing who. So more to come. Stay tuned. Follow us in the Action Network app. You can find DeBundo and Tanner on an individual basis. Also, uh, check out ActionNetwork.com for all of the latest written content as well. They'll have written content over the weekend once we find out uh, some of those matchups and when MLB comes out with, uh, with a schedule of some sorts. So... There you go. For DeBundo and Tanner McGrath, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for listening and watching Payoff Pitch presented by BetMGM. We will talk to you all again at the end of the week. See you later. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.